Welcome to another informative episode of Alberta Doctors Digest, brought to you by the Alberta Medical Association. You've tuned in to one of the many stories from our online publication at add.albertadoctors.org. We're the flagship source of information and opinion of the Alberta Medical Association, advancing patient-centered quality care by advocating for and supporting physician leadership and wellness. Let's get started. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Alberta Doctors Digest podcast brought to you by the Alberta Medical Association. As always, I'm your host, Editor-in-Chief Marvin Polis. For this episode, I'm just outside Red Deer and I'm at the home and personal library of Dr. Bob Lampard. This is an impressive place. We're here for a special reason. It's because Dr. Lampard has made such amazing contributions documenting the historical record of medicine in Alberta. He's been a writer for Alberta Doctors Digest for so many years. He's retiring and we decided to pay him a visit. Bob, tell me about this place. This is amazing. Well, I, I um, started accumulating books, and actually over time I had to get into a larger and larger house so that I could, I could house the books. And, and in fact, uh, if you can believe it, uh, my last house in Red Deer actually had an indoor swimming pool in it, and I covered the pool just so that I could create a library for the books. The library really focused, um, as it is now, on medic, accumulating medical books and writing on them. I think I've, I've got up to about um, 8,000 books, and I don't know how many journal runs I have, um, all the important ones in Western Canada at any rate. And your own books too, right? So so how many books have you written? I've written about 13, uh, uh, and I've written a number of chapters in, in books as well. And I was very fortunate the University of Lethbridge were willing to create a rare book section to their own library and allow me to uh, give them um, my Western Canadian history books. So I think we're about four or five thousand plus a number of journal runs. So I really felt fortunate that that, that in this day and age when so much researching is being done electronically, they were still interested in acquiring source copies of the most important, significant books on Western Canada. Now, Bob, as amazing as your book collection is, and it is truly amazing, I want to hear the backstory about how you got involved in writing about medical history. Well, I, I suppose I have had evidence of some interest in historical topics since um, high school days at least. But they didn't get focused on medicine until um, two things happened. I had an injury um, after a couple of operations. Uh, I came out of it actually fairly fairly well. But my concern was that down the way I might not be able to enjoy some of my pursuits like um, hiking and scrambling and climbing mountains, especially in the Rockies. So I was uh, spending an, an evening um, with Earl, and Earl was uh, Dr. Earl Scarlett, by far the most significant uh, historical, medical historical writer um, that Al- has ever lived in Alberta. And uh, when I told him of my accident and that I may not be able to climb in the mountains and so on, he said, well, if you go over to that shelf underneath the window and pull out the, uh, the book on the right-hand side, um, uh, it might interest you. And he said, uh, if you can't climb, you can read, and maybe you can write. And uh, that got me started on not just writing, but writing on medicine. Alberta is a very young province. I found, to my amazement, and actually started off with the very first story that I wrote on Mary Percy Jackson, that uh, in one of the most two phone calls, you could be talking either to the second 
generation or the individual in question or the one you were writing about, and that certainly happened with her. I felt very fortunate to be able to write at the time, research at the time uh, I was and have been, uh, because I could, it could be made so personal. That said, I haven't always been that fortunate. I've had to do some searching to find some of the families of significant medical families, that is, who've left the province. And uh, that's just part of what unraveled with that story that I never expected would last this long, be this enjoyable, and be this informative, and discover some of the things that uh, I have about medicine in Alberta. The number of books, the number of articles, you're probably the most prolific medical historian in the history itself of Alberta. I'm delighted to be able to qualify that a little bit. Uh, as I mentioned, Earl Scarlett uh, wrote something like 450 articles uh, in the medical literature and was writing anywhere from three to simultaneously from three to five journals at one time. So I had a precedent. Uh, and there are a couple other uh, you know, significant medical historians, rather unusually, uh, all based on the prairies, but in, in Alberta. You've been writing for Alberta Doctors Digest since 1991. You have written dozens and dozens and dozens of articles. You have probably been one of the longest contributors to the publication, if not the longest contributor to the publication. And I'm here to sing your praises. Bob, how does it feel to be that prolific of a writer contributing to Alberta Doctors Digest and to the Alberta Medical Association and your profession overall? Well, I suppose when uh, what, what you're doing is fun, uh, the um, uh, element of time doesn't matter. It just goes on, carries on, uh, and you you enjoy, you, you certainly enjoy what you're doing. And, and, and if you're uh, a bit sensitive to what's going on, you'll see a theme, um, find a topic uh, that hasn't been touched. Uh, um, and, you know, the, the luxury to me has been uh, that the Doctors Digest uh, um, have never refused an article that, that I've written. You also learn as you go. In fact, a period of time that has really intrigued me about your writing, you've always just pulled me into these stories, and I know you've pulled everybody into these stories, is the sacrifices, the self-sacrifice of the early doctors in this province, the pioneers, and especially during World War I. And about those early sacrifices, some of the stories that you've written that I've found so intriguing are the stories of Alberta doctors who went overseas and actually saw action in the trenches. What was it like for you to research and write those stories? What I discovered was that nobody had written about World War I. When uh, the war started, um, you know, Alberta was, what, nine years old. They, they were all young, as were most of the immigrants. And so when the call came to sign up, um, Alberta ended up uh, being, I think on a percentage basis, uh, the high, had the highest enlistment rate, including physicians, of any province in Canada. So many of the physicians, in this case uh, almost 50% of the Alberta physicians, had enlisted and joined the military and or had been sent, I think you know, over half of them had been sent overseas. They um, left a huge hole. And then when um, the um, flu epidemic came right on the tail end of World War One. It left Alberta so short of physicians. What I was surprised at was to discover how involved physicians were in World War I, because nobody had, had written at all about them. 
most of the physicians ended up as frontline physicians. It was fascinating to go back and find some of those families and then find some of the the stories of some of the physicians who'd come back after the war and had stayed in Alberta because of the people that they had met and the opportunity and the challenge that they'd heard from the people who had lived in Alberta. So it was a very maturing experience, both for the profession and for the province, uh, despite the, the difficulties uh, that, uh, you know, the deaths and so on that arose because of the war and its nature at that time. It was very artillery orientated and the death rates were high. Now, Bob, as we sit here in your personal library in your home, surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of books, talking about the accomplishments, the sacrifices of your fellow physicians, is there anything else that you would like to say as parting words, as our favorite historian? I'm just the modern uh, incarnation of some exceptional people that I've tried to mention. I, I feel so fortunate, I, I guess, on one hand, because I haven't had any competition, <laughs> and, I, and I haven't had too many people looking over my shoulder. And so I've just had the privilege of following in their footsteps, and uh, I can't say often enough how appreciative I've been, of the, particularly of the Doctor's Digest, for letting me um, choose what I wanted to write about to uh, only say, um, here's the deadline, please have it, along with a couple of pictures into us by then. As a result, it's gone... It's just been such a luxury. Uh, quite frankly, it's it's not easy to get a writer to find somebody who will publish what they've written, let alone do it with very little, very little editing. So I, I feel very privileged and uh, very fortunate to be able to write at the time I did and, and to have such receptivity on, on the part of so many. You know what? And Bob, in closing, I'm just going to say it that in our view, you are Alberta's preeminent historical medical writer. We have been so fortunate to have you contribute over such a long period of time to Alberta Doctors Digest and to the Alberta Medical Association overall. Thank you so much for everything that you've done. What a privilege. Thanks again for tuning in to Alberta Doctors Digest, brought to you by the Alberta Medical Association. This has been just one of the many stories from the current issue of our online publication. You can read the entire publication at add.albertadoctors.org. See you next time.